welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Now, we here at the show love a good Nintendo Direct, but when you have one this awesome five years into the console's life cycle, it deserves our full attention. New games, classic revivals, and DLC for the Switch's highest selling game highlight this massive showcase. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. yet again but here we are mad about what was there to be angry about we are in february 2022 and the playstation 5 launched in november of 2020 so we are Mm -hmm. about a year and four months into this generation yeah and the the fine folks at paramount plus still do not have an app for the playstation 5 (laughs) oh okay uh I was wondering where you're going to go. I was like, what, is Paramount Plus supposed to do something? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I know the PS4 has their app, but what's hilarious, and we've discussed this before, is that the PS5 can run PS4 hardware, so why not just put that PS4 app on the PS5 store and just run yes. it on there? And I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but I pretty sure that the disney plus app on the ps5 is just the ps4 disney plus app pretty so sure. what is wrong what is the problem with just i don't know porting the ps4 paramount plus app over so i can watch the upcoming paramount plus original series halo on my tv <laughs> man i don't know it's just it's one of those things where i don't know if, if paramount is just thinking that it might not they're just still trying to see if this is going to be an app they want to focus on, which they should because it's everything that Viacom owns. Yes, I'm just I not still, understanding the logic here. Yeah, it's there's so much things and, and shows and movies that Viacom does own that they can still put on that app. So it will still be worth it. Like, I'm I'm in the, like, point where netflix and and well hulu's owned by disney but like netflix is no longer worth it because a lot of these companies are just taking out you know their own shows and movies out of there so netflix just gives a a couple things but honestly the value you get from like something like disney plus or like paramount Mm -hmm. and even hbo max it's like you get everything they own so it's like it's whatever you really like like in a company like if you like disney there's disney plus with the bundle with hulu and like what espn yeah, I I think the thing that, I mean, I mostly, we know I mostly use Paramount Plus to stream, you know, old cartoons while I'm building Gundams, mm-hmm. but, like, for this Halo show that has been in the works, I guess, since, like, 2013, because I remember when the Xbox One was announced, they were, like, talking about this Halo show, um... I kind of want to watch that on a big screen, and I know you can, like, you know, hook an HDMI up to your laptop, mirror it, but, like, come on, like, the... The ease of accessibility of having the app on the PS5 when literally every other app, including Apple TV Plus of all things, is on the PS5. It's just, just port it over. <laughs> is it YouTube TV Plus, Apple? Yeah, I, I have uh, YouTube Peacock. TV on the PS5. Peacock is on PS5. Like I said, yeah, all, and Peacock all is of... newer than Paramount. Well, it's newer than CBS All Access. I can't remember yeah. if it's newer than Paramount Plus, but CBS All Access just became Paramount Plus, and they changed the app accordingly on the PS4. You know what's, what's crazy is that when the app first launched, they were the marketing for the ads were pretty strong. Like you see an ad everywhere, but now I rarely see ads. I see ads for obviously like Disney Plus and like HBO Max and stuff it like that. It was last not... Super Bowl, right? Where they had the, the all the characters from Paramount climbing up the mountain. Yeah. Like there were Star like, Trek characters um, and Nickelodeon characters and all that stuff. Professor Xavier. Oh, Picard, yeah. Because Picard, Picard yeah. yeah, Picard's a, a Paramount was Plus like the original main series. face for the whole thing. He was like, yeah, like Paramount Plus and all this. Because it was a whole like Star Trek because he's part of the, the, what, the, the new generation. I think that was yeah. called. Yeah, next so generation. next generation. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like the marketing is just like I haven't seen a lot of marketing for the for Paramount Plus, which is very weird. 
Yeah, I tend to see it on, like, news sites because, you know, they're the ones that are reporting on the Star Trek shows, which are, like, you know, Discovery started its second mm. half of the fourth season. Picard's coming back. They're doing a spinoff of Discovery with some of the characters that came in season two. They're doing animated series. They're doing a whole bunch with Star Trek, just like Disney Plus is doing with yeah. Star Wars. So, like... All the gaming news sites do report on, like, the sci-fi stuff. And, like, the Halo show, of course, it's a video game adaptation. It starts next month. So, I mean, just from gaming sites alone, you hear about all the sci-fi stuff. Yeah. So then that leads to, like, oh, Paramount also has this and that. But I'm mostly just interested in either archival cartoons or your Star Trek, Halo, what have you. Yeah. I, I, I think the way to what was really funny is if someone told me, What's your like top recommended streaming service? A hundred percent, I'm putting di- like Disney Plus because you get Absolutely. everything Disney owns for for a really good price. Funimation, you own they basically mm-hmm. own and mm-hmm. license every almost every anime you can imagine. Like you pretty much get everything. You'll find something on there. <laughs> and then Paramount Plus because like they they preserve all of Icoms like that's Comedy Central, that's Nickelodeon, that's MTV, that's all that like really good stuff that's nostalgic and could like what was it uh, Guts or whatever it was Nickelodeon yes, Guts Guts. I was just it was say. finally put on the because. Par- I think there was episodes that were missing. I, I think people were, were like trying to archive as much of the show they can. There's episodes missing until Nickelodeon. I wonder if they have Global Guts yet. I haven't checked. That was like a maybe. spinoff that happened afterwards. Those were the ones I think were missing. Yeah, but yeah, Paramount just basically needs to put an app for PS5. E- either that or just put the PS4 app and just let us use it. Because sometimes I want to watch it on the big screen, but it's not on my PlayStation account. Yeah, and one quick thought based on what we were saying just a few seconds ago. Uh, Paramount Plus does tend to have the more obscure, like, Nickelodeon cartoons Mm -hmm. that, like, a lot of people generally wouldn't think of. Whereas, unfortunately, HBO Max doesn't seem to have all the Cartoon Network shows in that same vein. Like, it's missing tons and tons of stuff that maybe in the future, um, you know, Warner or Time Warner, whoever owns Cartoon Network, will let them put those on there. This conversation can go on for hours, but <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's just that pretty much end of story, PlayStation or somebody, some someone, please put an app to let us see it on our PlayStations, please. Yes, without having to go through like Amazon Prime video channels, which I know is like you can get a Paramount channel, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not here for yeah. jumping through hoops. I'm here for Markers on the Map, the weekly gaming podcast adventure where we got a big one today and Nintendo Direct happened, so we got to push top plays yeah. for one more week, uh, listeners. As usual, my name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Robert. How have you been doing this week? Pretty good. A uh, little tired, but I'm doing pretty good today. Uh yeah, it's been, it's been a pretty good week. How have you been? Uh, pretty good. It's been a strange week. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Winter Olympics because I'm into that. But there's a lot of other stuff going on. You know, work stuff, game stuff. Yeah. A lot of shows to, you know, stay caught up on. Book of Boba Fett recently ended. That was incredible. But I found the time to play some of that Ali Ali world, which we saw at either a direct or an indie direct um, a couple months back. Ali Ali is a skateboarding, like, 2D platforming game. Um, so I picked that up and I've been playing that. But I was kind of in a dilemma. So before we get to yes. any direct news, I, I was in the dilemma because a game we've both been interested also released this week, um, Sifu, that oh, yeah, one, you know, 3D beat-em-up brawler game. Yes. And I was kind of torn between the two, and it would have been a no-brainer for me to get Sifu, I think, but I was reading the reviews of Sifu, which are glowing. They, it's a very great game, um, mm-hmm. so there's nothing wrong with the idea of the game not being a well-designed game. Now there are some problems with, you know, representation that you can go read about. Um, but the, the the thing that sticks out reading the reviews is that it's one of those unforgivingly hard games. And, mm. you know, something like that without, like, a difficulty selection, it's like, that's kind of what's keeping me from, you know, dropping the $40 on Sifu. I, I did hear about this. I heard it was very difficult. It is very unforgiving. Um, yeah, I it's 
I don't because here's the thing. I'm very interested in this game, and Same. after seeing some gameplay, I'm highly interested. Even if it is difficult, I'll still probably get it. But I'm waiting for the physical version to come out. It I, does look like I it prefer, has a dope physical version. Yeah, I prefer to collect physical, but um, I just need to have that mentality. I need to prepare to be to be at least fighting a very tough game. And I don't think it's probably like the hardest game to ever exist. There's way tougher games. I think. I've, I've tackled it. I've heard I've, it compared to a game we know, Sekiro. I've heard it compared to that in, in ways of it's like parry mechanics and stuff like that. I mean, the thing is, if it has parry mechanics like Ghost, where it's simple and it's easy, it obviously, you know, but if it is like Sekiro, where it's a little bit harder to execute. Yeah, I think it's more, more on the lines of Sekiro. Then that's something that they should, should have overlooked. I really think nowadays the mentality of i understand the mentality of get good is yeah you should push your boundaries and get better at something but man like i said when you've had a rough day or had a rough week sometimes you just want to play a game that looks like fun but when it's just something that's so difficult you it just you know it could ruin the rest of your day and just ruin the taste of video games so that's why at least have every game the my middle ground i always want to be like like both ends middle is have a higher difficulty but also have a lower difficulty for people who just doesn't you know they just want to feel like they're the ultimate like kung fu master and yeah. just want to beat people up some accessibility settings um yeah some tweaking maybe to the enemy ai or just you know less damage on a certain setting or something if you want the challenge of sifu's technical moves which is a for apparently a complex ballet of dodges blocks and picking things up off the walls and using them as weapons mm-hmm. and getting combos in but making sure to dodge in the correct direction mm-hmm. so that you don't get you know knocked out i i do like the mechanics that the game presents where you age when you die um, so you're resurrected, but you're older. You'll start to lose health, but you'll start to gain power and strength stats. So you'll do more mm-hmm. damage. So there's a lot of good ideas going in behind this game. But the the barrier to entry, a game like this really should have a demo, I think. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Elden Ring has their betas. Like, people will know if they're up for the challenge by playing one of these hard games for a couple of minutes. And... yeah. You could argue that it sometimes takes a couple of hours to warm up to a difficult game, which happened with me and Bloodborne, but not everybody has that couple of hours to, you know, attempt to do something like that. Yeah. So Ali Ali World, though, is also a very technical and difficult game, but it gives you checkpoints. It gives you the opportunity to complete the entire game, which I did right before recording today. Um, Mm -hmm. without having to hit all the challenges. The challenges are optional. Even getting through a level without using checkpoints is an optional thing. So while the technical thing is there, and the challenge, the insane challenge, by the way, um, it's not necessary to just progress through and, you know, be a skate god. It's very difficult because, like I said, I understand this whole thing about, like, getting good or whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. But there's, I think we've moved on the whole difficult games because what i don't know is it's just it's a very i don't it just it makes more sense for me at least just to have the option to put down the difficulty yes that's all it really is that's yeah that's all the whole point is that it shouldn't be that difficult just make the enemies do less damage or make the enemies not you know the parry's not so difficult or anything like that yeah i think if the parries were easier to do and people could understand it, I don't think the game would be as difficult because then people would be like, well, you could just parry very easy and you can counterattack. I think a good example, because the game that when this first came out reminded me of was Sleeping Dogs. I love Sleeping Dogs. I, I absolutely adore Sleeping Dogs. And the reason why I loved it, I love the kung fu that you can do in it. I really do. It was like every Hong Kong like kung fu movie from like the, ni- like from yeah. the 70s or and 80s and that's kind of what Sifu aims yeah. to do it's just the 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 technical skill and pure focus and concentration it demands at a base level like there's no changing difficulty here um unless yeah. they patch in some changes like that it's it's a bit brutal for for a lot of people like the reactions that were not reviews you know like twitter reactions and all that yeah a lot of them were not so warm because people couldn't get through like the second boss yeah it's one of those things where 
my example is in sleeping dogs you could slow there you have mechanics to slow down time so you can you can parry easier enemies that you could parry that it will tell it will let you know it will actually highlight them red so the game will basically let you know with a, a visual like indicator like hey yeah this like arkham bright red you can parry them do the parry mechanic and then you can do it and it'll give you time to do it it wasn't yeah. like a second it will take maybe you know three seconds two seconds and that's still enough time to react and parry so i don't mm-hmm. know there, I Arkham think and Spider-Man, the, good examples of that. Yeah, I think if the if, if you could parry easier, I I don't think this game would be as difficult as many people will say. Because I think most of these games, the whole point is examples: Bloodborne, Dark Souls, whatever it is. I've seen people who just demolish these games, and what it is that they can just parry super easy. You can one shot bosses or like mini bosses because you can parry at the right time. And I feel like Sifu should have made the parry a lot easier than it should have. You know, it really is. Yeah, I'm hearing that the parry is very difficult on Sifu, like exactly. timing-wise. So. I, I'm assuming that's why it's difficult, because the parries are very difficult to execute. And so it just makes people frustrated. It makes people lose a lot of health or whatever it may be. Ah, the old difficulty debate. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about Banjo-Kazooie in a few weeks here, because I, I finished, you know... 100%ing that and why save mm-hmm. states and video guides help to enhance the enjoyment of you know games that you <laughs> are from a different time period um but that's mm-hmm. neither here nor there we got it we got a pretty big <laughs> nintendo direct to get to this week yeah um, wow i gotta say so nintendo direct big news uh obviously big for us because we're huge fans of the presentations here on markers on the map this nintendo direct felt like a direct you'd have in the second year of a console it was so packed with new games and and new things Mm. not not at its fifth year so this just is a testament to how strong the switch has become at this point the way that it's selling and it's doing so well that they can have this high level of a direct almost five years because next month is the five-year anniversary five years into you know the switch being a thing yeah uh oh man five years i mean i believe the switch is was that was that comeback that they needed because yes yes the wii sold very well but if you look at like what the wii was offering it was just a a upgraded gamecube with gamecube graphics but also a lot of their third-party license stuff wasn't that great most of it went towards ps3 in xbox and pc it was it was becoming more accessible to families and and showing us that games didn't necessarily have to be hardcore but in that in that sense kind of alienating the hardcore audience um we had metroid prime 3 and conduit but not a whole bunch more for you know FPS fans. Yeah, I, I what's what's funny is if the Wii, I'm I'm saying this a hundred percent with a serious like I'm being serious. If the Wii did not launch with Donkey Kong Country Returns, I would not have been interested in it at all. Like I would have like the Wii was just a console. I never would have been interested. In. I'd be like, yeah, it's fine, but it's just. There are people out there that aren't, like, I, you know how I feel. People are just, like, when they talk down on, like, Mario or Donkey Kong or Kirby because it's a kid game, it's like, whatever. It's, like, it's still a, it's a fun game at the end of the day. It's because, you know, you know what it is. They just want to be like, oh, what's that, Mario consoles? Like, yeah, Mario's a fun game. What about it? Like, I'd take a Mario over an Assassin's Creed any day. I, any day. You give me Mario, if you were to give me a new Assassin's Creed and all this stuff, but you gave me also Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo, I'm taking Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo any day. That's one of, like, the best games I've ever played, and it's such a fun game. But mm. my, the whole point was, even if there's people obviously like that, at least with like the GameCube or 64, they would have other options like, you know, third-party options to play. Like you had your Resident Evil on there and stuff like that. So like you could still have a Nintendo console with the Resident Evils and all the other stuff that the third-party stuff, and still have all the Mario stuff. But with the Wii, it was a sort of you just get what Nintendo puts out and that's it. You yeah. you either you had a Wii or you didn't because you got the Wii for the Mario games and for what Nintendo offers. Or you're on an Xbox because you didn't care what Nintendo offered. The Wii U, obviously, that was a, a failed console, to say the I least. I mean, we're basically playing all the good games on the Wii U right here on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of... the Wii. If the Wii U was a failed console, man, it's like... It has a pretty decent amount of games, but it did fail because people thought it was just an add-on to the Wii. Which, yeah. I can see how that confused a lot of 
naming conventions too. This is kind of why Xbox Series X never made sense to a name. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's like Wii U. It's like, well, which one do I get? The One X, the Series X, the Series it, X Part X B. It, it it's sort of that mentality of it, what what they were marketing towards was everyone who liked the third party stuff has moved on to the PS4, Xbox One, and all that stuff. They just moved to there. And then you said announcing the Wii U. You know, the only people who were actually looking at Nintendo stuff at that time was families and parents who didn't know better. They thought that the Wii U was just an add-on. It's like, oh, I have to buy an entirely different console. Never the mind. The original like, presentation, they didn't even show the box for the Wii U. They just showed the controller yeah. at E3. So it sort of confused a lot of people, and it conf- then sort of, the whole point is that the Switch now is Nintendo adding so much like value. To that console is not it's back to not only is there nintendo games that they offer but there's a lot of third party like you can play doom on the switch when's the last you time can you play can play all of doom? them all of the yeah. Doom games you can play every Eternal. single doom game <laughs> and it's sort of like when's the last time that's ever happened on a, on a nintendo console where doom was available yeah. and not, it's not to say anything of their first party lineup which is among the greatest first party lineups on any nintendo console at a very consistent pace uh, a, mm-hmm. a combination of remasters, remakes, and brand new titles, or you know, old titles with an entirely fresh coat of paint, like Link's Awakening DX, originally a Game Boy game, was a great mm-hmm. one. There's like six different Pokemon games, including four in the main series, which is incredible for a you know a TV-based Nintendo system. It's just it's it's weird because I'm really thinking back when the the only thing that we really offered was the virtual console which i wish the switch offered i i would rather prefer to buy donkey kong country 2 for five bucks than than paying a subscription for it but that's just me but i i do have a little bit of a changed thought that we're gonna get to way later in the show on right, that well, subscription service but <laughs> we'll bring that up I, when rather, the time is right <laughs> I, ra- I rather have at least the digital download on my Switch. Because imagine just taking... Because well, another thing I will say about the Switch, that I guess I'll just bring it up now, is I don't understand the whole process and point of cloud gaming is because you need an internet connection in order to play it. So it's like, you can't really take it on the go. That's the whole gimmick of the Switch is not only can you play this at home on the couch, but you can just take it with you wherever. I can't understand if you go to vacation at like a cousin's house or a, a relative and then you yeah. just brought your Switch and they have an internet connection and you connect to their internet. But like if you're on vacation and you're traveling a lot and you have no internet connection, those cloud games literally make no sense to have. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't even think those probably run fantastically yeah, on cloud, but I haven't tried it so I can't speak on it. But come on, if, if you're super into can I'm not going to say don't buy Kingdom Hearts Cloud Edition because some people probably only have a Switch and want to play that series. But That is true. Um, the, the the cloud is just a nice alternative that is there, and I'm, I'm glad it's there. I yeah. personally would not play Kingdom Hearts, but if I had to, I guess, I'd just play it on, you know, PS4. I, I guess I could see it that way. If you only have a Switch, if you're, if you're growing up and you only have a Switch, I can understand at that point. I'm then, glad yeah, the option is like, there. Yeah, okay. I I guess it's sort of like the whole difficulty. At least the option is there if you want to. Yeah, but I don't like Kingdom Hearts, so I'm going to say if you're going to play a cloud game on the Switch, why don't <laughs> you go play Control? Control's a great to, game. Well, I don't like I Kingdom love Control. Hearts. <laughs> okay, shall we get to the Direct? Let's get to actually to the Direct, yeah. All right. Uh, we open the Direct with something familiar. Fire Emblem. Now, Ooh. we know that I don't really like main series Fire None Emblem. I, I'm None not a huge like tactics guy. Um, so I was like, okay, I figured a new Fire Emblem game was coming at this point. It's such a it's such a overdone, saturated like franchise at this point. There's I love a new the franchise. I just Fire. don't like the gameplay. I don't. It's just it, I don't because it's sort of this mentality. I I really don't care for the whole like knights and magic yeah i really don't the only thing i like about that stuff is like wizards they're kind of funny to me but at that point it's just like oh boy have i got a looter shooter coming out in march for you (laughs) i know like wizards are really funny to me i like wizards and when there's like like you know like skeletons bad guys you know like something like spinal from like ki he's a skeleton Mm -hmm. and it's like was it um oh what's that movie 
Jason and oh, what's Jason it, what the, the Argonauts. Is it? Was yeah, it's though. like the skeletons. Like that's the that's cool to me. Or the the stop motion skeletons. Yeah, stuff like that. That's cool to me. Or all oh, arm bro army of was it army, army of darkness. Of darkness. Yeah. Oh, the skeletons. Yeah, but basically what I mean is, like, other than that, pretty much the night theme is just, like, the one thing I can just not get into. So Fire Emblem was yeah. just never a franchise I was interested in. And, and we're 30 seconds into this direct, and I'm rolling my eyes. I'm like, okay, I knew it was coming, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I'm like, then I see on the screen Fire Emblem Warriors, and I'm like, oh, baby, I'm in. I love Fire Emblem Warriors. <laughs> Fire <laughs> Emblem Warriors takes everything cool about Fire Emblem and turns it into a Warriors game instead of a tactics RPG. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm in. I loved the first one. You know Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is one of my favorite games. I consider it to be yeah. the best Warriors game. And if this is just going to be the next logical progression of that, I'm all in. Because, like, I'm telling you, Fire Emblem Warriors, the first one, there was one little thing I didn't like about it. And some of the you know menus were cumbersome and they've kind of fixed mm-hmm. those things with age of calamity so i'm expecting this to be awesome i can't complain i love fire <laughs> emblem warriors i like the warriors games they're fun to me so that's cool next up advance war is one plus two reboot camp another tactics game but i kind of have been waiting for this this was supposed mm-hmm. to come out in december um, it got delayed until, I believe, April it's coming out now. I forgot it got delayed. Um, yeah. They haven't talked about it much, but with this new trailer for it, they are adding voice acting. There's, like, a multiplayer thing. There is the, um, like, create-your-own-maps thing that Advance Wars mm-hmm. Days of Ruin had back on the Nintendo DS. I had that game. Um, I got, like, halfway through it before it started getting too hard for, you know, me at the time when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp looks very beautiful and i've always appreciated the like cutely drawn tanks aspect of advance wars so i'll I'll be picking this up and probably using a guide if it gets to be you know too obnoxious for me because again Mm -hmm. tactics not my jam (laughs) but uh i am looking forward to this i've never played the first two advance wars i've only played the two on the ds so okay other than that not not too much to say yet yeah um, that'll probably, be something gonna... yeah that, that'll be something for us to delve into here on the podcast because i've not done an advance wars since days of ruin and that was yeah. like ages and ages ago like oh six i want to say no man's sky coming to the switch this uh i so i forgot the direct was happening so when you told me you te- i got on this is where the first thing i saw at least yeah i didn't see um, the other two it's not a cloud version it's no Which man's is sky in all its glory. Um, probably not won't run at sixty, version. but that's a big game for the Switch. And not a uh, cloud version, and yeah. it, it, it's it's running on the Switch, which uh, it confuses me because like what the Witcher's a cloud version? No, no, the Witcher's the Witcher's physical. Oh no, the, what what's a cloud? What's a cl- oh Kingdom Hearts? Off, but like there was another game that was like it's a car. It's like it's a cloud version. Resident Evil, wasn't it? Seven, seven I, think. I think it was seven yeah. yeah it was like really like that's but you got like witcher and now no man's sky can run on the switch not being cloud versions and sort of confusing me where it's like really is that game really that demanding where it needs to be a cloud version i mean witcher 3 running on the switch is incredible that's, that's just, just a marvel to me it's amazing they did good work with that um yeah but no man's sky here's the cool thing the switch is getting no man's sky at its peak it's getting the full patched, updated, yeah. and complete as of you know t- February twenty twenty two. No Man's Sky yeah, this, experience. This, it's uh, not getting the switcheroo. original two thousand. Yeah, it's not getting the two thousand fifteen kind of barren. No, it's it's getting from the get go that that nice No Man's Sky experience that the game has you know since evolved to. Agree. It's it's sort of that. I don't know. It's weird because. I just can't wrap my head. It's. I thought it was a cloud version, and it's like it's not. And no, it's, I was waiting for them to say cloud yeah, version. <laughs> but it's I was not. actually it's waiting like it's for it. Every update to the game where they wanted to be originally. So it's it's just strange, but also just like how can this switch? They're they're still working on the base. It's not even like the switch too. This is the switch running on its base hardware. So yeah. if you have like the ones we have, like the launch, like non red box, like version of the switch it'll still run on that so it's it's yeah. just it's crazy to me and thinking about it it seems like it would be a really fun game to play in handheld mode 
Just just yeah. thinking about it. Like, I know the grandeur of the VR is not there in handheld or the big screens, but something is so quaint in the thought of playing No Man's Sky, you know, at a, you know, a desk chair or something. Yeah, but, you know, that's No Man's Sky. They're getting the the best version of it, and probably we'll still have more patches later on. I, I don't doubt oh, they'll add more stuff to it. it. Now... Mario Strikers is back in a surprise Ooh. that caught me completely out of left field. That, with Mario that Strikers me out of left Battle field. League. Yeah. <laughs> that caught um, me completely out of left field. So I have played the original two. I used to rent games for my Wii when um, I got that from, you know, Blockbuster mm-hmm. Hollywood Video. I rented the original Mario Strikers. I rented Mario Strikers Charge when that came out. Now, soccer's never been my favorite thing. But let me tell you about the art in Mario Strikers and how just so cool everything looks. It is. I mean, when this first showed up on the direct, I was just like, I won't scream it, but I was screaming like, "Let's go!" I was like, "This is actually I know, something it that's was like very surprising." A lot of people really wanted an, another entry in the front. They were like, "You know what? The striker was a good, you know, idea. Well, how come they just don't do any more?" Well, like here you it's go. Long Here's overdue. another one. So it the is. Switch is missing, what, a baseball game now for Mario? And they've got, like, all the sports franchises covered when it comes to, like, Mario games? It feels I'm like. I'm pretty sure. We got I mean, tennis, there was we got that, golf, we got soccer. That, like, Doom Buggy dirt bike Mario game for, like, the NES. But that was, like, I don't think they forgot about I think that just transformed to Mario Oh, you know what? Part. There was Mario think. Hoops for the DS or the 3DS. Ooh, a basketball game. There's a basketball yeah. one that had, like, some Final Fantasy characters, like the White Mage, that you never see, you know, renders of those Maybe characters anywhere else. NBA Jam and Mario should collab and make, like, that would be amazing. Actually, that would be pretty amazing. That would be cool. Um, this is going to have a lot of cool local and online multiplayer features. Um, yeah. It look, yeah, I mean, it, it oozes style. Maybe it doesn't look as, like, rough and edgy as it did, but we're in 2022 no, now, so things didn't. are more uniform. But the, 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 the signature style looks to still be kind of conveyed in a new way. And I'm, they pretty much added, like, Smash Ultimates in it, where you can get an orb. Is, is an orb that plays on the field, and if you... It's sort of like the same mentality. You get it, and you, you you know you can use a special move on it. Yeah, it's definitely something that I'm going to get, obviously, because I collect the first party games. Um, mm-hmm. It it kind of gave me the you know maybe like a free to play feeling, but this is going to be a full retail game. Um, just something about the way it was presented, and that yes. reminds me, I, I have a, I have a squabble with a <laughs> free to play <laughs> game. That we'll, I don't know if we'll get to that oh, today, um, but we'll see. Oh, <laughs> um yeah i'm looking forward to mario strikers battle league but i'm not looking forward to it as much as splatoon 3's salmon run next wave and that is the co-op shooter mode um that's returning from splatoon 2 where it's basically a, a wave-based shooter where you're you know painting the ground against the yeah. salmonids that are coming in you're fighting bosses I actually enjoyed that more in Splatoon 2 than the multiplayer, which was more or less copy-paste from from the first one, and I don't expect it to change much in the third. So they showed a new trailer for that. Not much to say. Uh, I think we'll have more to say on that one when it actually comes out. Never really played Splatoon, so I don't have much to say about it either. Yeah. It's a good game, and I always appreciated that the rounds last three minutes, because if I only have ten minutes to play a game, I can easily go knock out three rounds of Splatoon and have enjoyed myself. Yeah. Now we've got a remake or remaster of a PS1 game, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Front mission first. Now, it's a tactics game, but I just wanted to mention that I really like like the jankiness of the movement, like the intentional jankiness, so I thought it looked really cool. Other than that, I'm, we know how I feel about the genre. <laughs> I, I I think I might have been out of the room. It was, was like playing, 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I must I just thought, I oh, what a cute out. little tank moving at like 15 when the rest of the game moves at 60. I like I like the drinking. It's like the Cuphead emote on Fall Guys, except it's actually the game in this and not just yeah, I must have an emote you'll like, not walked use. out of the room yeah. when this played. Now, I hope you didn't walk out of the room when Disney Speedstorm came out. No, I saw that. Because, I, I oh my laughing. god! <laughs> I, had, I had a good chuckle out of that one. Um, Dude, it's free to play. There's no yeah. reason for me to not Surprising. get into Disney Speedstorm. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> I, I just learned that Chocobo GP, a paid game, is going to have a battle pass, and that <laughs> really rubs me the wrong way. 
it, it's a battle pass to get like clout from Final Fantasy VII. I'm like, why is this retail game like that gonna have a battle pass? So why not just play the free to play one that has like Sully and Mulan and Mickey doing all kinds of goofy, wild Sonic racing stunts and flips and attacks and oh. I wonder what Disney character. What? Hold on. What's a Disney character that counts? That's like, that technically counts as a Disney character. Grogu, he counts as Disney oh, character. Oh, like what if they put Star Wars characters in? Maybe yeah. Marvel characters. Oh my god! Like I'm, I'm all in for the free to play Disney Speedstorm. It's free. There's no reason to not check this out when it looks as polished and cool as it does. I, I can only hope it doesn't have some ridiculous, you know, boosting I mechanic mean, that some racers tend to have. It's it's sort of like, would you pay 40, 30, 20 bucks for Garfield Kart Racer or just play the Disney one for free? Yeah. It's sort of like, come on. If it's fun, I don't mind the grind, I guess. Yeah. Um, it, it Like, I'm sure it'll have a battle pass. But it's not gonna be like Chocobo GP, which costs money and then has a battle pass. I just I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, I thought this was gonna be the most exciting, you know, mascot racer news we got from this direct, but the, towards the end we got something even better. But we're still a ways off from the end. Force Unleashed is coming to the Switch. Probably I think it's courtesy of Aspire, who of Pretty. course did the old Mac ports for Star Wars games. Now they're doing the Switch ports. This is the Wii version of Horse Unleashed, mm-hmm. considered to be the better version. It's the version I had, and I've played the Wii version and the PS3 version. Um, so it's got optional motion controls this time, or button controls if you want to use that. And I, for twenty bucks, I can't see if you're if you're a Star Wars fan anything wrong with revisiting the classic Force Unleashed, often considered to be one of the great Star Wars games. I always thought Force Unleashed was a collab with Sony with Infamous because of electricity. It, it does powers. have a very similar look to it. The, the, yeah, the, the main what... character, Starkiller, looks a lot like Cole did back in the original Infamous game. Exactly. So I always thought, obviously, I didn't know any better. I always thought it was just a collab, but it's like, no, it's actually just it's like its own thing. Like, I don't know. It's just its own thing at this point. It's yeah. like it's they're not actually part of the same team. And fun fact about Starkiller's voice actor Sam Witwer, probably if you're a Star Wars fan, you know this, but he is the voice of Darth Maul in the Clone Wars and Rebels and in, you know, whatever Darth Maul shows up in nowadays. So that's <laughs> cool. Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection. Eh. Uh, I mean, from what everyone says... Ezio and that trilogy is probably everyone's favorite of the entire Assassin's Creed franchise. Like, that's the one that everyone says that you have to play. I won't argue but, with that, but at the same time, eh. <laughs> It's still Assassin's Creed. It's still 30, like, it's not, it's so, quote-unquote, 90s side quest. It's just 30 missions. Three missions, 30 of them, uh, each of them 30 times over and just copy and paste it in different areas. And there's also a new SD Gundam game coming to the Switch. I think it's coming to other consoles, too. Um, I need mm-hmm. to see more footage of this because I've um, been getting into Gundams, as we know. Um, and I'm interested yes. in that. But I don't have much to say about it. I also don't have much to say about Chrono Cross. I'm really happy for the people that wanted this. But I've never been into like Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross. I, I don't even know if they're I mean, related. It's from the creator of Dragon Ball. Like, the our person who draws is the creator of Dragon Ball, right? No. Or no, was it, am I tripping or is it you're, not? You're thinking of Chrono Trigger. I don't know if Chrono Cross is related. It might be, but I've not it looked Because into... isn't it part of the Chrono... Isn't they're part of the same, like, universe, right? I'm thinking it might be in the same universe, but Chrono Cross, I believe, was a PS1 game because it has that Final Fantasy VIII remastered look to it on oh, the so Switch it's version. someone a different... I know Dragon's Quest, right? It should be Akira Toriyama, or yeah. am I tripping? Okay, so Akira Toriyama, he he did Dragon's Quest art, and he did Chrono he did Trigger. Chrono Trigger, yeah. I don't know if he did Chrono Cross. Uh, like I said, I, I thought it was the same. You know, team, I don't think so he did. Okay, so that that's probably just me assuming. Both of us are completely out of our depth. We're out. We're, we're anything we're, that we starts with much. Chrono. Yeah. <laughs> if if anyone who's hearing this knows more, just I don't know. Let us know about it. Tell us. Be like yes, no. I don't maybe know. Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> Kirby in the Forgotten Land got a new trailer. 
featuring oh, yeah, the, the brand new absolutely ridiculous mouthful mode where Kirby just cannot obtain a copy ability from like an object so he just turns into it like a car or like a washing machine or like a water balloon <laughs> amazing absolutely oh, amazing man. uh this is the open world one right this yes, is yes a brand world. new like mario Which, odyssey-esque Kirby the game. first trailer did nothing for me i honestly i didn't feel any excitement nothing this trailer actually made me you know pretty excited because i actually saw a pretty good like gameplay of combat mechanics yeah. and like all all the good stuff that would excite you about a game the actual gameplay itself and so i'm thinking i'm looking at it as like okay this does look pretty interesting now i like the idea of rescuing the waddle d's to expand the town and then you go to the shop oh yeah and the waddle d will that. improve and evolve your copy abilities like so some... you could yeah like cutter kirby will start shooting out like three of them and then he'll turn into like a fire dragon one or stuff you make, like you that. make a little village like animal crossing sort yes. of it's just like it, it, it just seems like there's a lot more than we were led on to believe between mouthful yes. mode, evolve charts for your copy abilities. I wouldn't be surprised cool. if they added, you know, combinations, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they kept combinations off to um, Kirby 64 and Star Allies and just focused more on the evolutionary aspect of some of these skills. But man, it just looks so good. We're, we're a month off from that game. This episode's going up on the 18th. Oh, that's... It's about a month and a week off. That's what's crazy to me. They said March, and I was like, what? I was like, this game is, like, right around the corner. I know, it comes out the same day as Ghostwire that's Tokyo. That's freaked me out. Yeah, I was and like, Wonderland. They announced it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's going to be a pretty big competition. Wonderlands, and then Ghostwire I know, I got three Kirby. games that I'm getting that's, on that day. That's for you, I'm going to have to, like, yeah. save... <laughs> Uh, just think, aside about Ghostwire, just a real quick aside. Yeah. Tell me how that was the most M-rated looking thing we've ever seen, but it's rated T. Is it rated T? It's rated T. It's I more action than you, horror. I guarantee you if that game was released in 2010 or 2005, it would be a rated M game for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, but maybe a T is going to give it that big sales push. I oh, think. 100%. I think with the T rating, anyone can play it. Even like let's say you're not 13 yet you're a 10 year old i think most people like it's a different rated there's not a lot of rated t games so it's like it's not that much different from like e10 you know what yeah. i mean it's like they're sort of just a little bit edgier but i don't think many people would mind and you don't yeah. need your parents permission to get it you could just go up to the counter and buy it just thought i'd bring that up because it took me for a shock when i saw the gameplay trailer the rated t that's crazy to me that it's a rated t game yeah um but yeah kirby in the forgotten land Count me in for that. <laughs> now, MLB The Show 22. That's coming to the oh, Switch. Oh, man. With the, for the PlayStation first time Studios. <laughs> yes. In front of the, the box. It's ever. right there. Along with the Xbox what a time. and the PlayStation. Yes, we are what at a time. time when PlayStation Studios has released a game on every major console well, at this point. It's crazy how that, like, two, like M2K and, you know, and, you know like, uh, Madden and stuff like that, like, they're all everywhere. No one, no studio really, but MLB, really? Sony just hopped on the baseball, like, franchise? I mean, baseball is, is I, I don't know if it's getting more popular, but I see it more often now than I, I used to back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day, it was all football, and then it was NBA here and there. But now, like, and even like hockey, was it like N? How was it? What's hockey like? NHL. I NHL. Think? Yeah, NHL. They're they're even getting because don't they have their own game franchise? Where am I? Yeah, they have a game franchise. I don't know if it's annual or if it stopped being annual. I I feel like it's in the same position as the PGA Tour games, where it's like it seems like they come out every year. Yeah, even like are, are they really coming out every year? Yeah, so it, it's weird that it's Sony owns the baseball. Like it's they they that's what they like have. Like that's their studio. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Cool for them that they they're not stingy and they're actually going to put them out on different consoles as long as like hey like just ask if you want it on your console just ask we'll put it on there. Kind of feels like a like a Cuphead or Ori in the Blind Forest situation where Microsoft, or Minecraft even, you know, with the crossplay. Yeah, but Cuphead's now one. I, I think we're at a point now where I don't I don't think, you know, being exclusive is still should be on a console for a, a while. Maybe it'll never release off that console, but I think some games are beyond the whole, like, oh yeah, our exclusive. It should be, you know what, like, more, it would, would be beneficial if this was on different consoles. Yeah, and not to cut off from the Direct another time, 
but I think it bears us having this in this week's episode because we talked about it specifically last week. They have confirmed that beyond existing agreements, they still want to put, quote-unquote, the big franchises like a Call of Duty on the other console, and, you know, yeah, on PlayStation. I would, it wouldn't it, It's solid confirmation. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. So just wanted to toss that in there because we, we were having yeah. a pretty lengthy discussion about that last week. So what better time to put it in than when we talk about, you know, PlayStation Studios, MLB, the show 22 coming to the Switch. <laughs> Yeah, that is, yeah, but that that's just me insane. But the commercial was pretty. Was, I don't know. It was it, it kind of it was weird because it had a puppet, and he was just oh yeah, the saying, guy, he's, yeah. He, yeah. the puppet guy. He's in all. He's like a classic MLB the Show character. I think he was in all yeah. of the trailers. Like, I I played the thirteen and four no fourteen and fifteen back on the PS4 mm-hmm. because remember when PS4 came out, there's a kind of a drought when it comes when it came to game releases for a while. So I picked up the MLBs you know back in the day. Mm-hmm. A few other little things coming up: Kingdom Hearts Integrum Masterpiece Cloud Edition. Ah, we just spoke about <laughs> it. Yeah. Klonoa Fantasy Riviere series. Um, I remember Klonoa from like ads in Nintendo Power. It's like a, a 2D platformer. Um, and Portal Companion Collection. Portal is oh beloved the Portal. By I really did like yeah. that. I've played the first Portal and I've beaten it, and I've played the second one and not finished it because they gave it out on you know plus one of these years. Portal's all right. Man. <laughs> I, I like Portal. Portal's. I, I like Portal. It's one of my favorites. I left two. The well, free to play really game I have a problem one. with has something to do with Portals, mm. and it's not because it's a bad game. <laughs> if we have time at the very end, I'll, I'll say something. Well, but yeah, but Portal, Valve, wish they made more games, but you know, at least their classics are will always be classics. Portal three one. <laughs> oh, um, I don't think they'll ever make no, three of anything. I, I, I don't. I think it's a way out. Uh, if if at all now this next one is really cool live alive it's an rpg where you have eight different stories so it kind of seems like octopath and they're doing the whole hd 2d thing oh, that i really yeah, like for I it remember. this yeah this has not been released in america this i think this was strictly in japan i thought this was octopath travel when i first saw it and i was just like i thought either it already released or it's just another update about it but i was like oh no it's a different game but i mean consider me very interested in this one i mean personally i'm not interested but you could be interested yeah because i'm just not an rpg person (laughs) yes i'm I'm more interested in this one than triangle strategy which we'll get to in just a moment yeah um nintendo switch sports it's like wii sports it seems like there's less overall i mean there's six sports but there's no baseball and there's no boxing yeah there's there's the big one where it seems exciting like oh finally a lot of people do enjoy the like the we it will sell very well party but it just seems like a bare bones only having it doesn't have a lot it's got like volleyball and then badminton which are you know different but similar they're both games you play over a net there's soccer that you use the foot like the leg strap with the ring fit leg strap and you can kick the ball but like yeah no baseball golf's being added no boxing but they have the no boxing the like sword fighting one that's cool i think most people wanted the sword fighting and boxing the most because of the the me character that but was this like, is this is a 40 dollar game digital 50 physical we sports was free that's true that is true it's less it's less gameplay and less games, but you gotta pay the forty bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's got one more game, but still, it's my, it doesn't it's, have boxing and baseball. Lot. Those are ones that last longer. <laughs> and then it's like you also have Wii Sports Resort, like right? It's like it's like or it's Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resorts, and they had it like way. Yeah, I'm hoping the free updates will keep coming based off what they showed at the direct. I hope there's more planned for the future. If if there is, hopefully. This will still sell like crazy. Oh, it will still sell. I think I will probably pick it up for like 30 or 20 though. I don't think I would pay 40 or 50 for it. Tycoon no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival. I've always wanted to get into those games. What a weird placement for it in the direct, by the way. Like very close to the end, right right with all the big things. Um, It's got a subscription service that has like 500 songs. I've always wanted to play these, but never got around to it. <laughs> This is where I had to leave, so all this is pretty much where you're going to have to like pick it up. Because the only thing okay. I know is the very last thing. There's only a few things. I, 
Yeah, it's only a few things, but I pretty much did not see the rest of this. So we we must discuss triangle strategy. You know okay, this well, is got to be my least interested like Nintendo published game in a long time really? specifically because it's tactics. Oh, I think I've course. said that every time since we've seen this in directs five times now, I think. And every time I'm uh-huh. like, come on, I don't like this. I don't want I, I'm almost at the point where I'm just ready to say I'm going to skip triangle strategy because I just there's a demo. I'll, I don't even want to play the demo. It's something about <laughs> me wanting it to be Octopath I, 2 and it turning into a tactics game is just like I get it. I understand. Like if you're I'm not crushed. you're just not interested. I'm in crushed. It. It, even it's sort of like how Metal Slug. I was so excited that they were having a new franchise, and then but it's it a was, tactics game. Yeah, I was just like, nah. But see, I the thing like, is no. that that looks more attractive. It in does the way it I, moves to me than Triangle Strategy. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's just not for me. It's not. But I'd rather have a new Metal Slug game in the in the it's actual proper running yeah. gun than a tactics. Much like I'd rather have an RPG in the style of Octopath versus Triangle Strategy, which is why I'm really curious about that Live Alive. But Triangle yeah. Strategy don't want to waste too much time being down on a game when we could be talking about that Cuphead DLC, which uh, we got a new trailer for. Um, that's coming out in June, and coincidentally. The day this episode goes up will be the premiere of the Cuphead show on Netflix. So I think maybe we should check that out and potentially talk about it on here at some point. I'll probably check it out. I got nothing else to watch. Yeah. A few more things on the direct. Metroid Dread is getting a patch. It's already out. It has a Dread mode where you die in one hit. Ouch. Do not want. And a rookie mode where... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A rookie mode where you get you know more health resurrection and you take less damage which sounds great to me if i want to casually replay that game um i love that game it's among my favorite games ever and wow, rookie mode would just let kills? me chill out with it that that's that's the type of stuff which makes me prevent like platting or at least getting all the trophies in outlast because you have to defeat it on its highest difficulty Ugh. insanity and that's a one hit kill and if you get one hit kill it's back to the beginning I'm, so I'm you not can big get on the one hit towards kill the end. Mode. yeah you can make it all the way towards the end and then make a mistake, die, and then have to go all the way back to the beginning, which is like, I'm not about to well, do Well, at least that. you'll have save points in, in dread mode. There's still... Okay, not, like, in Outlast, the there's no save points. No, no. Um, they are going to have another free update, which adds a boss rush. I hope you can play the boss rush in rookie mode because I can fight all the bosses in Metroid Dread, and the last boss isn't too difficult mm-hmm. for me, but fighting them all in order... I don't know why I would elect to do that. <laughs> Some of them can be pretty tough, and one mistake can cost mm-hmm. you. Um, but yeah, free updates for Metroid Dread. That's something I wasn't expecting. Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings, also known as Mother and Mother 2, launched for the Nintendo Switch Online apps in a moment that was perfectly set up for them to reveal that Mother 3 was coming to U.S. Unfortunately, no news on that. I mean... They're probably never going to release Mother 3, honestly. It's one of those games that is just... It's weird. They acknowledge it exists. I mean, was it there uh, are There are some is, problems with certain content in Mother 3. Yeah. It's weird because... I don't know, because at the same time, come on. This, the Switch is releasing so many things like Doom. And they're releasing, what, Grand Theft Auto? The, the trilogy? Yeah. Which I feel like is more controversial than anything Mother 3 could ever put out. Yes. Now... I remember when Earthbound Beginnings, aka Mother One, was announced as a surprise for the you know the Wii U eShop. I can only imagine the complete revolution it would be if Mother Three ever got announced. So like maybe when when Game Boy Advance games, crossing my fingers, come to the Switch you know online service listing, uh, maybe we'll get a few surprises like that. But am I holding my breath? No, because if I hold my breath for Mother 3, I'm going to be holding my breath for a long time. (laughs) You you won't be holding your breath for uh, at all. Yeah. So they showed a sizzle reel after that, and there was a game we saw a few directs back, Getsu Fumaden, A Dying Moon. This is a roguelike 2D hack-and-slash Castlevania ish game from konami we thought it looked really cool i remember us saying oh wow that looks really cool for a little tiny like 30 second trailer that came out yeah i think i'm gonna get that and give some thoughts on that pretty soon here um it's beautiful not much to say besides that 
What I want to talk about mm. is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass, $25 for 48 remastered tracks, or if you're a Switch Online Plus Expansion Pass member, you get it at no additional cost, along with the Animal Crossing DLC, which pretty much gets another year of fully fulfilled, like, the plus $30 is the value here is now beyond it like this is dlc that's going to be released for mario kart 8 through the end of next year 48 mm -hmm. new tracks dude like i was nearly <laughs> in tears when i saw that they were adding more content to this and so much of it it's sort of the idea that this is how would i what game does it remind me of where it's the ultimate oh smash ultimate where it's like this is pretty much where they want to put because yes. come on mario kart 8 yes i know it's like oh mario kart 9 but honestly mario kart 8 still holds up to this day there's mario the graphics kart aren't gonna get any better the gameplay holds up yeah it's like it's such a beautiful game where there's no i rather let's say this if they would add dlc to like red dead 2 instead of having to make a red dead 3 and taking years to make but just add dlc to 2 i'd rather have that than them taking time off and then just putting all their energy into a different i guess entry in the game or you know just an entire di different one yeah just add dlc to this one it still holds up it's still their best-selling game this might be the most like length of post-launch content we've seen for a game like we know borderlands got a dlc in 2019 borderlands 2 we know xenoverse 2 is still getting dlc but man mario kart 8 is confirmed getting dlc through the end of 2023 and that is just amazing to me and the fact that it's only 25 dollars if you don't have the subscription service is like oh. that's 48 tracks dude that's 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 a whole mario kart game plus dlc it's it's everything Mario Kart 8 already has with the DLC, so you're getting everything regardless. But you get just to pay. You say you get it on sale, you get it for forty bucks. You pay an extra twenty five, you get every single track they're probably ever released on there. Like it's a no brainer for me. Yeah, absolutely. So, for me, amongst the massive announcements in this direct, that was actually my favorite because if you know me, you know Mario Kart De uh, 8 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe are like my jam. I think the top party games to play ever is a Jackbox. Like, any of them are fun, but yeah. I think before that, Mario Party and Mario Kart were always the go-to, like, party games. Because anyone can play those games. Absolutely. And they're fair, and they're fun, and everybody just They make them fair for time. everybody. It is a good time. I enjoy playing Mario Kart 8 a lot. I really do. Yeah. I need to pick up that game. The last announcement was Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, first impression, I like the look of it compared to the first two, but Robert, yeah. you, you know how I feel about this series, especially the convoluted battle system in the second one. So this is a yeah. tough sell for me. Um, Ooh, it's a tough Never sell Never really for me. interested me. It, it, I don't think it would have interested you, but like, no, this doesn't interest this me one intrigues me. But coming off of the second one, dude, <laughs> I'm crossing my fingers that this one will be a little more approachable for myself because I am going mm -hmm. to pick it up in September. Really? You're still going to pick that, it up? Well, I, I collect, um, but I also am, am more interested in the style and look of this one. See, the gameplay of the first one is better than the gameplay of the second one because I picked up the first one and enjoyed you know, the time I spent with it and the, I didn't finish mm -hmm. it or anything, but ooh, it's a, it's a rough series for me. I will say that it's a rough series. We'll see. Yeah. And real quick, the game I was, I'm, I'm, I may as well just bring it up while we have a couple minutes. Splitgate, great gameplay. However, oh, the, the, the portal, the, the, the free to play. Halo, yeah. The, the portal yeah. halo combo thing great gameplay i played it for two however. matches because oh, however there is yeah. so much battle pass free to play oh, progression 100 insanity 100%, when you first open yeah. the game up that i got a headache and i and i uninstalled it and i said i can't i can't do this i will want to get everything i will want to collect it all and raise all the level bars and i'm like i can't do this my my advice to you with that is it's cool and all but my advice to all that that skins don't give you any benefits no they're whatsoever. they're just cosmetic but it's just it's just as like soon how as you man, log in there's like 
a screen with this progression and these challenges and refer these people and do this and do that and do the other thing and then you click on you click it off and it's like battle pass now available and you have to scroll through the, i'm like stop just it's just like how my man big boss aka snake aka john said engravings have no tactical advantage whatsoever so that's the same way i feel about skins like yeah they're cool but they don't give me advantage at all yeah. so there's no point i, I think i'll stick to all. fall guys when it comes to skins anyway <laughs> yeah you <can> actually <laughs> see those yes so overall fantastic direct especially for something that's a five-year-old console like what an impressive direct this was like pretty impressive i would i would give it a, a b because of the mario kart a lot of good things a lot of things obviously people would would wish that were announced but honestly for what we got out of it it was pretty good i i enjoyed you, it you may think it skews too heavily on rpgs and it it was a very rpg heavy i think um direct I think what it is funny is that it is, but at the same time, it's not because with the other ones, they would just showcase a lot of RPGs and really like, yeah. spend a lot of time on them. This with this one, one just kind of announced them and moved on. Yeah, they spread them out and they just moved on from them. Best surprise, though, was the fact that Fire Emblem was a sequel to Fire Emblem Warriors, and that just, that was such a victory for me. I think Mario Kart 8 DLC <laughs> And was Mario Kart 8 DLC. Oh, then Wii Sport and No Man's Sky not being a cloud game is also surprising me, too. Basically, top-notch direct Nintendo. Bravo. Pretty good. It was pretty good. But it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be markers on the map without a Nintendo Direct rumor, and the rumors are already flowing in here, Robert. They're already flowing Ooh. in for the next Nintendo Direct, which I'm sure will be you know next week or something. Um, it should be. Rumor has it that there's going to be a Switch game coming out that kind of takes your Excite Bike Bicycle Racing and mixes uh-huh. it with the car PG elements of, say, a Need for Speed Underground. So you are taking your bikes Ooh. out by night to customize them and race against the city's top riders. Ooh, okay. All right. I I, I, I mean, I, in, I love the Need for Speed Underground, Most Wanted. Like, that sort of, like, underground, like, street racing and just, like, best of the best going against everyone. So this is pretty interesting to me. And it's probably... I don't know, because I remember ATV Off-Road uh, Fury 4 had had some night parts in the game, which were really cool, honestly. Those were probably one of my favorite parts of the game, were the night racing. So I want to know how this works, though, because there's no... There, I don't think motorbikes, like dirt bikes, have headlights on them. Well, maybe it becomes part of the customization options, because as with any of these car PG quote-unquote games, there's customization options. So I'm wondering if you can change true, like, the body or the true. style of your motorbike. You can maybe add lights or you know color it i mean obviously the potential for cosmetics here is unparalleled as it is with you know a need for speed underground or you know any of those need for speed games where you level up your car or whatever your character your rep i wonder if there's a ultimate skin where it's the original costume for it's like the cover box for it like the original colors Oh, like, see, here's another thing, changing your rider's appearance, not just the bike, yeah. but since it's outside of a car, you should be able to see your rider the whole time. The helmet which is, and yeah. all that stuff. It's the logical progression of a, of a midnight racing game, basically. Now, um, obviously, there will probably be an open world here with lots of ramps and icons on your on your map that will tell you where you can do this trick or which events you can do here. And there can be, like, drifting events and, and you know, stunt events or, like, flipping events or then regular races. Maybe it'll be a seamless open world, like something like Burnout Paradise, except you're on a motor. Like, that, it just sounds better and yeah. better the more we think about it. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, if it has the, the, uh, here's, if it has underground vibes, it might have some dirt bikes that may not be street legal, so you might see some dirt bikes with, I don't know, maybe there's some nitrous oxide in there, you know, maybe some, some really cool stuff here and there, some lights, you know, maybe. This is really different from what we usually see from, one, a racing game, but two, uh, a, a Nintendo franchise, so I'm, I'm really excited to see where this rumor takes us, because, like, Excitebike's not an IP that is used very often. It's been dormant for a while. And we, I mean, look, we've got an F Zero game rumored. We've got a Star Fox game rumored, but an Excitebike game. I, I can get behind that. And you know what? You could call this game Excitebike After Bedtime. <laughs> it is a Nintendo IP. It might be. I mean, I wonder I wonder who's the team that's going to do it, though. Excitebike hasn't been a franchise they've really 
touched on in a long time. They got to give it to the right team, a team that knows racing. Maybe the maybe the Mario Kart team once they're done with this DLC. This game could Mario be a few Kart, years out. Maybe. It sounds very ambitious. Based on how we're thinking about this, I it mean, sounds very open ambitious. World, if it is an open world game, then yeah, it's very ambitious. Yeah, and Nintendo's been getting really good with their open world games. So hey, never know. <laughs> so with that, I think we're out of time. I think we should. I think should wrap up this direct episode. All right. So next week, guys, we are finally, finally, barring another Nintendo Direct, which I don't think is happening, we are going to start our two-part episode on the top plays of 2021 games we played last year which were awesome to us not necessarily games that came out last year but a lot of them did so we'll you know set up that next week have some honorable mentions and all that stuff and of course if there's any news any big news we'll hit that up too as always we'd like to thank you so much for listening please listen to us on apple podcasts where you can leave a great rating review subscribe download an episode listen to us wherever And we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. And please follow our Twitter, at MarkersOnTheMap, for all the links for that and any updates we might have and stuff like that. And remember, the real Runbow Pocket Deluxe Edition was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.